So I was um, speaking of kind of not a has, I'm not going to say a husband, but um, a band that is from like our teenage years, how the, the tickets are so much cheaper. Um, I went to the 10 year anniversary concert of Yellow Card mm-hmm. for their Ocean Avenue album, which was one of my all time favorite concerts I've ever been to. I, I know we talked about concerts before, um, but it was acoustic and they played the entire album acoustic. Oh, God, it was so good. So I just got an email the other day that they're doing their 20 year anniversary concert tour for Ocean Avenue. And they're doing the same thing, the album I don't in think its that, entirety. I don't think they're doing, um, I'm not quite sure, probably. And then maybe some new stuff. I'm not sure, but um, it's, I don't think it's going to be acoustic, but again, it's like one of those things where the tickets are pretty cheap and it's like, you can't really pass it up. I mean, yellow card is amazing in person. And if I went to the 10 year and I can't believe that it's already time for the 20 year, it's insane. No, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like I really want to go see Sam Smith. He's coming to Toronto in August and I haven't Mm -hmm. even like looked at the tickets because I'm like, they're probably so, they're probably crazy. Just like look at it closer. Okay. So speaking of Sam Smith, I had this conversation with my kid the other day. I was listening. I was listening to music. So I've started listening to music to start my day because as much as I love podcasts and TV shows and all of that, you and I love music, right? So I've been starting my day listening to music while I get ready and it has really improved my mood for the whole day. And so I was listening to Unholy and I'm I'm listening to the lyrics for like the first time in the actual verses. And I was like, is this song about a guy who's like married to a woman? They have ki- kids and a family, he's like a normal everyday guy. And then like he's having an affair with a man. Is that what this story is about? Have you listened to the lyrics of that song? I think. I took it as like a guy is like spending all of his time and money at a strip club, but that's just where my mind always goes. I never it's even like thought he of that. Sat, he sat the back body while shop. she's dropping it. She be popping it, doing something unholy. Oh. So I just thought about a guy sitting back and getting a lap dance when I think of those lyrics, but yeah. <sighs> Okay. Well, it's yeah, scandalous. But one um, thing one <laughs> thing I love about music in general though is that the song could mean something completely different to the artist or the person who wrote it. And everyone can interpret that completely differently. Like my favorite example of that is Pink Floyd's wish you were here because you think about, you know, an on and off relationship or like the girl that got away type of situation. But the actual song is about their drummer who was a drug addict and he was like constantly on acid and all these fucked up things. So it's like, wish you were here. You know what I mean? Yeah. um that, yeah it's such a beautiful thing it really music. is subjective yeah so I did I did just look up the lyrics and it says she be dropping it she be popping it but so I was thinking um I thought I didn't hear she's in there so when I was listening to the song I was like this sounds like a married guy with like the you know normal average life and he's sneaking off and like having an affair with a man because he's doing something unholy you know and the bible says that you know, it's unholy for same sex relationships or or anything. So I was like, oh my God, but (laughs) I love it. I love that song. I love that song. 
It's a good one. His voice yeah. is his voice is unreal. I love that he's really kind of in the past couple of years gotten to really express himself. And he's very he's come really far from his first few songs, like his first singles and everything. You know who he dated? Um oh, well, I don't think you've ever watched 13 Reasons Why, have you? Uh no. But one, I one of the main guys on 13 Reasons Why, Justin, who like I know this is controversial to say whatever, but like you would have <laughs> never thought he was gay. Really? Like, plays a straight guy on the show. Like I had no idea he was gay in real life. And I don't think anyone did. And then there were pictures of him and Sam Smith like out holding hands and making out. And then they were like, Yeah, we're a couple. Ooh. They're not together anymore, but um, yeah. Um, I think that the the one that the this person's not gay thing that shocked me was cam from modern family i forget his real name oh my mom said my mom says that all the time because she's obsessed with that show and she's like the one who you wouldn't think is gay is actually the gay one in real life i know I'm like, mom, you're not supposed to say that <laughs> <laughs> well and it's so funny because i remember years ago someone was reporting that they had heard him on a plane like locker room talk like very bro-y kind of guy and I mean, that just speaks to his acting ability. It's pretty fantastic. I know. Um, yeah, my boyfriend refuses to believe that Colton Underwood is gay to this day because I, I put on that uh, coming out Colton show uh-huh. and there's other like gay football players and stuff in it too. And he was just like, I don't know. Like, he's like, there's just something about him. I just refuse to believe he's gay. I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> Okay. I don't know. All right, then whatever you need to tell yourself i <laughs> i feel like yeah it's it's just one of those things uh sexuality is a spectrum and i yeah i will go to my grave saying that it's so fucking Absolutely. true yeah that's totally true so funny yeah so i was thinking about getting tickets to that to that yellow card concert and i really do want to go to concerts more often but like we were talking about early that the tickets are so outrageous yeah and the fees even if the ticket's not crazy you're like oh 80 or 100 bucks a ticket that's pretty good um but then you look at the fees and it's like your ticket price just doubled it's crazy oh i'm already saving for ariana and she's not even going to tour for at least 2 to 3 uh, years if if she even ever does again so i would go see her again cuz i uh i went to the dangerous woman tour and i definitely thought that it was kind of downplayed i felt like she was a bigger star than what the concert was the costumes and all kinds of stuff it just seemed like too low-key for also how she was her rising her music has gotten a lot better since then like oh i, I, mean, I love Woman's that album great, i love that album too Ooh, but i just think so that good. sweetener and thank you next are both like and her new album positions are just perfect so albums. good so good every time i hear um every time i hear uh uh whatever that 69 song is 34 35 every time I hear that it makes me like giggle I'm like haha she's talking about 69 <laughs> I love the choreography in the video to that oh I don't um, think I've seen it's it so fucking sexy and cool um oh. but speaking of pop stars can we talk how two out of however my predictions I made have come true so far yes 
Let's and it's only March it. 1st today, and which by the way, happy birthday, Justin Bieber. Today's his birthday. Oh, um, happy birthday, Biebs. But he is can't like quitting music. He hasn't officially made a statement, but he did sell the rights to his music. Mm-hmm. And he announced today that like that tour that he quit halfway through, like he's never going to do it. He canceled officially all remaining days. And as I said before, this is crazy to me because some people have had tickets to go see him since like 2017 yeah so and then COVID happened and everything so he kept having to reschedule and then now again and it's just like he's so young he's only 29 years old and um, yeah but think about his career he's already had like almost it's crazy almost a 20-year career it's insane yeah yeah it's it's crazy but I just I don't know I just feel like he has so much more to give to the music world. I would love to see like a, what a 35 year old Justin Bieber as a mu- musician is like, and like maybe he'll take a step back from it and like find his passion for it again. But um, yeah, man, as long as he's happy and his mental health is on, on straight, like that's, that's all that matters. But yeah. Well, what happens when you sell the rights to your music? Does that mean that he's not going to get residuals anymore? Like he's somebody else now is going to make the money off of all of his future residuals is that correct correct for 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 his for his current music library at least okay um yeah and then I don't know how it works because remember Taylor Swift like re-recorded her music so that she could have the rights because Scooter Braun has the rights to her music right or something so like maybe he would have to like re-record those songs or something I don't know Hmm. Well, I know Justin Bieber and Scooter Braun are really close. So I wonder if he sold the rights to Scooter. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. No, I think, I think Scooter just owns like half of Justin Bieber, anyways. Like yeah, I remember probably. that. I remember <laughs> that documentary, not the Never Say Never one, but the other one he did, Believe. Uh-huh. And um, Scooter Braun was like, "Man, I've been through a lot of stuff with him, but I just gotta say, it was all worth it." And I'm like, "Yeah, no shit, it was." Yeah, all worth I it. bet like, billionaire. Well, Usher too. Usher is the one that discovered him when he was on YouTube or something, right? Yeah, Usher and Justin Timberlake had a bidding war over him, and Justin wanted to go with Usher. Oh wow! Yeah, That's so interesting. Yeah, well, good yeah. for him. I mean, to be what thirty two, thirty, and be retired 29 Good for you 29 my god he's not even 30 yet wow yeah. what's that like that sounds great uh yeah pretty amazing and then you had another prediction that came true so I mean this one did not <laughs> this one did not shock me at all MGK no. and Megan Fox are broken up like thank fucking god um apparently she found like text messages on his phone. He's been fucking his hot guitar player because he's like oh. he has that like hot blonde chick in his band. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's just a fucking piece of shit. I hope he goes away. I hope she. Soars. I didn't know all of this. Um, I knew that. Well, here's the thing that fucking really is so obnoxious about her. So. She starts the drama, right? She deletes all pictures about him. She posts this Instagram post about being cheated on or something. It was very clear what she was trying to do. Okay. And then she ends up like wiping her entire Instagram completely empty. And so everybody's talking. Of course, like the rumor mills are going. Oh my God, they broke up. You must have cheated on her, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes back like days later and she was like, stop trying to assume things and 
why are you making things up? And, and I just want privacy. It's like, bitch, you started it. I love Megan Fox. I love her. I think she's one of the most beautiful, beautiful people on the planet, but like you can't start it and then get pissed off that people are in it. I mean, it's crazy. I, I think she's cool and everything, but at the same time, my opinion about her changed from being with him. I'm like, if you're with somebody like that, there's got to be something wrong with you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He, MGK's there's a lot a of fucking, mental illness included involved in that relationship. He's he's not a good person. And listen, I, I can speak from my own experience with him, but I was mm-hmm. listening to, uh, you know, shout out beyond the blinds. I'm so obsessed. And <laughs> Troy um, is actually from Cleveland, which I didn't know. And he kind of knew MGK, not, he wasn't like close friends with him or anything, but he explains it in one of their episodes that like one of his group of friends, like the people he would party with, like he would come around and he was like a local celebrity at the time before he like blew up, of course. And the way that Troy described him is exactly my experience with him. So, and I've heard multiple people say this. I just, you know. I just think MGK is a fucking piece of shit and he does not deserve his success. Probably totally right. I mean, yeah. It's it's... just so disgusting how he got away with saying that like, you know, black girls suck dick better and all this stuff and saying like he would fuck Kendall Jenner even though she was 16 years old and all this stuff. And like people still want to like, I mean, MGK wanted to, but Tyga did. Oh my god. Did you see the pictures of Avril Lavigne hanging out with Tyga? No. Yes, they were like holding hands and I was like I thought she was dating Mod's son still. Like what is oh, going this is a new on? Thing. Oh yeah, I heard that and I don't know who Mod's son is, but I heard that they broke up. And all I, I don't remember know. he he opened up for her on her like latest tour and okay. I, they have a song together and that's the only song I know from him. But yeah. The only thing I ever know about Avril Lavigne and her relationships is that she used to be married to that dude from uh from Nickelback. Yep. Some for- <laughs> she was married to Derek from Some 41. I forgot about that. She was married to um dude from Nickelback, Chad wow. That seemed like a really weird mixture. The the thing from like the guy from Some 41 totally made sense, but Nickelback like that People is talk so strange. about like Taylor Swift's relationships, but I feel like Avril Lavigne's the one that really gets around. Brody Jenner she was with for forever like Oh, so many God. random. Oh my God. She was at so she hot. was at Kim Kardashian's wedding to Chris Humphreys because she was dating Brody Jenner at the time. Like that wow. is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And you know what? I um, I you know Avril Lavigne. I'm sure you agree because you're a big fan and you were at that televised concert that I paid to rent so I could screw <laughs> so I could like <laughs> scroll through and find you in the crowd <laughs> um but uh she, she's such an underrated pop star and god damn that girl's had some good Botox or fillers or whatever the fuck she's doing her face looks the same as 20 years ago good for you Avril Lavigne well she's a clone Melissa yeah, Melissa. Good for you, Melissa. Actually, we should only refer to her as Melissa when we talk about her. <laughs> oh my god. Her her new album Bite Me is actually very good. But I here's the thing. I'm I'm speaking of concerts. I'm so glad that I did not go to uh her tour. Well, she did that one tour with MGK and then she did uh another one with like a little bit smaller venues. 
And okay. the videos I saw, it was just no energy at all. Like she's just standing there, like not giving anything. And when I saw her it, live on that concert, the best damn tour, like she was fucking gave everything. She played every instrument. She yeah. had outfit changes. Like she was good. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I guess, but at the same time, like I can't imagine being an artist and going on tour and putting on the same show every single I think about that a lot. Night the same show, the same songs, the same shit. Over. Like, yeah. And and especially like world tours. And that's what I was saying. Another one of my predictions that let's see if it comes true or not. That's why I don't think Blink-182 is going to finish their world tour because they haven't toured together, the three of them, in forever. Well, and, and the one guy's like super crazy pants. They're um, Tom. <laughs> yeah, the I, alien. I, re- alien I re-listened shit. to him on Joe Rogan yesterday, <laughs> like just for the fun of it. I was like, I'm going to get stoned and listen to this again. And it's fucking crazy. Um <sighs> But yeah, I just don't I just don't understand how they can do it because that for a whole entire year almost sometimes these artists are doing the exact same show every single mm-hmm. fucking night. Yeah. It's crazy. I I could it would drive me insane. Insane. I couldn't do it. Yeah. But oh, and I was also gonna say another underrated pop star since we were talking about Melissa, um, is definitely JoJo. I feel so bad for JoJo. Do you remember her? My doppelganger. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she, um, I mean, she had her first album when she was like 12. She got famous with that. Lead yeah, Get that Out Get song. Out song. She was like 13 and that music Still a fucking video. banger. Like, yeah, she was so young and she was on TRL and she was traveling and she was touring and like amazing. Her voice is unbelievable. I actually remember seeing her on I think she was on like kids say the darndest things or something with Bill Cosby like when she was like five or six years old and she sang respect by Aretha Franklin on that show and I was just like oh my god her voice is incredible and then yeah so her album came out and then something happened I remember her talking years ago about how she had an album that was shelved and they would not release it. Her her studio wouldn't release it. They wouldn't let it out of her contract. They wouldn't let her buy the album to release. And so it just sat there and never got released. And ever since then, I feel like she just got so screwed in her yeah. career because she is probably more talented than 90% of the female entertainers out there. And you just never hear or see anything about her, even though she's on Instagram, she's marketing herself. She's got, she's continuously putting out music. She's incredible. And what the hell? It sucks. You know, a lot of artists these days are having like a resurgence because of TikTok and everything. Yeah. And um, there's, there's a Canadian artist uh, named Sean Mendez and he was all over the fucking radio. His songs were bangers. If I sent them to you, like you would love him. And are we he... thinking of the same Sean Mendez? Like Camilla Cabello's boyfriend that they broke up and everybody thought he was gay. And did I say Sean Mendez? Yeah. I was like, I, I meant, know who Sean um, Mendez is. <laughs> I meant Sean Desmond. Sorry. Oh, okay. Desmond, Sean Desmond, Sean Desmond. <laughs> Um, he, anyways, he, um, he was like huge, whatever. And he's had this kind of like little inspirational story kind of thing, because same thing, he just kind of went away and everyone forgot about him. And then 
Drake put on like a weekend festival and invited like all of these Canadian artists to like headline it. Yeah. And he like did this interview and he was like, Drake changed my life. And he was like crying and being Aww. like, ever since then, like people saw me on TikTok and everything. And now my music's on TikTok. And now he's getting like Spotify streams again and stuff like that. So wow. Um, to me, this is like one of the reasons why the internet is a good thing. Like I could bitch for forever about how much I hate the internet. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, totally. Um, the whole thing with musicians and stuff and how sometimes they just go away because like their label is done with them or maybe they're not, you know, interested in it's doing what the anymore. label wants them to do. Um, it, It's wild. It doesn't really exist anymore though, because I feel like people don't, they don't even need labels anymore. They need like management PR um, and like marketing teams and stuff, but they don't need a label anymore. You can, I could record an album right now, you know, like it's crazy. I know it's wild. That's, that's like how Doja Cat got discovered. Cause she just like recorded on her fucking computer at home, just like wrote her crazy. own songs. Um, but one thing I will say about Jojo, she does a female version of Marvin's room by Drake. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking good. It's so much it's better so than good. the Drake version. Yeah. She's amazing. I really want her to blow up again. She needs, she deserves, it's her time. It's JoJo's time. I love her. Her, her songs are good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market bangers she's got bangers and she's incredibly talented and her voice is insane and she's gorgeous like oh come on but you know um also I listened to so do you know who Josh Peck is did you ever watch Drake and Josh on um, Nickelodeon I know who they are but I've, I've never watched it okay so he I've been following his career like for years I think he is so funny and wait wait, wait, wait. rewind Okay. Wasn't one of them like Drake. Uh, me too, he too? Drake. Okay. Yeah. The skinny one. Okay. He, so it's really funny because he was like the hot one in the Nickelodeon days and Josh was the bigger guy. And then Josh lost a bunch of weight, has kept it off all these years. And now Josh is like the hot one and Drake looks like a crackhead or something. Like he looks awful. So, so, so you know. this, this guy has music, Josh. Solo music. No, Drake does. Drake ha- Drake was the music guy. Josh is an actor. Oh, okay. and he's so funny. And so he has a podcast called like the the Good Guys or something with somebody else. It's a very funny podcast. I started listening to it because they just had Hillary Duff on, and 
I fell in love with her. I know that you're a big Duff head. Mm-hmm. I just think she is so adorable and relatable and sweet. And I highly recommend that you listen to that. But I I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, p- teen pop stars, I guess, you know. So she's she's adorable. I fell in love with her. Yeah, I love her. We're both deaf heads. <laughs> oh, but um, they were talking to her about like, when are you going to release more music? Do you miss doing music? She was like, I don't really miss music because that was a really lonely part of my life. I was traveling and touring and I wasn't married. I didn't have a family and everything. And I was just so alone and she was so young. And it was crazy to think about you're like 17 and you're touring. You're like putting on an entire show worldwide. She was one that she was one that uh, her label worked her to the fucking bone because at the time I didn't realize. But looking back, I've seen her so many times. I've seen her Mm -hmm. so many times on the same tour because she would do it and she would take six months off and then she would be uh, do the same tour for the same album again. Like that bitch worked Mm -hmm. um so yeah Yeah. i definitely don't blame her but i don't know if i want to do it again no shade to hillary but she did try to come back with the music thing and her when she had that song sparks in like 2019 or something that came out i never heard that song it just didn't hit it just okay wasn't i know a lot i know a lot of her like diehard fans loved it and stuff but um her last good music she ever put out was the dignity album that's like her best music and the last good music she put out but yeah it's so funny because i just think back about like teenage me thinking that hillary duff and ashley simpson were just like such rocker girls like they were so edgy (laughs) well let's 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 get into ashley simpson for a minute because she is somebody who her music is so fucking underrated and she wrote her own songs and she was just so fucking good um the autobiography album is one of my all-time fucking favorite albums i will listen to that shit from start to finish it is so fucking good it's Dude, so good. I saw her on the L-O-V-E tour. You did? So good. So good. Um, But t- to this day, like Little Miss Obsessive from her third album, like that's one of my all-time favorite songs. I don't think I ever and listened I, to any of her other albums. That's the thing. Her third album, nobody fucking listened to. It just like, and that's, to me, that's her best album. Well, and she was married to... Who was she married to? Pete Wenz. Yes. I don't know if they, yeah, they were married. And then they her were first married. son is with him, Bronx. And then okay. now she's married to Evan Ross. And Evan Ross is from. He's an, he's an actor and he's Diana Ross's son. Oh. But he's an actor and he's actually in a movie with Hilary Duff called According to Greta. And it's a really good movie. But yeah, never he's an heard actor. of that. He's an actor. Wow. Honestly, if you just Google Evan Ross, like you'll recognize him. He's in a lot okay. of things. I know I, him and I Ashley name, actually and I, had I, I a reality a show too. recently. Yes, I remember. Yeah, hearing... he, do, he does sing too. Okay, Evan Ross. They, oh. they put out music together recently. And like on their show, it showed them recording it together and stuff interesting my god they got married in 2014 yeah they've been together That's like a for a lifetime long time. for a celebrity couple yeah yeah wow 
That's amazing. On their show, I just remember there was like a really funny moment where she was trying to go to sleep and he was like up in the backyard, like drinking with all their friends. And she like, cause she's like a little bit older than him too. And she came out and she started like yelling at him and she's like, I'm trying to go to bed. And he's like, okay, I'll tell everyone to go home. Like, sorry. And she's like, no, well now I feel bad because now I'm the like crazy person that's telling you, you, know, you can't have fun with your friends. you're the bitchy wife. Yeah, but like, what exactly. the fuck? Like, I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's how it is. It's like, you're now you're the bitchy wife up in the window yelling at everybody. <laughs> uh, so yeah. relatable. Yes, absolutely. Love it. I, I think that Ashley Simpson, she just got such a bad rap because her sister was Jessica Simpson and she was so different from Jessica Simpson that, ah, man, it just sucks. Do you remember the scene in the Ashley Simpson show where she's dyeing her hair but she clearly already had her hair professionally done. Like, remember when she dyed it no. brown and that was like a huge thing? She went dark. I don't remember that scene. Okay, I don't so know she if was I watched all of that show for the first however many episodes of the show. She did Ryan Cabrera's music video, whatever. She's always a blonde. Mm-hmm. But then when her album was about to come out, she's like, I don't want to be like my sister. So I'm going to dye my hair dark and I'm going to be different. And then there was a scene in the show that was supposed to be her dyeing her hair with like box dye, but her hair was already clearly like professionally dyed. But in the scene, she has like gloves on and her hair is wet and she's like pretending to squirt the dye on her hair. It's so bad. (laughs) That's funny. No, I don't remember that. I definitely would have to look that up. But um, I remember she used to be on Seventh Heaven. Mm -hmm. And she was in the hot chick was she okay you know the scene where they're like what are you doing eating less or barfing more she's the friend that goes barfing more (laughs) what okay I didn't even I never got that and I love that movie I love that movie I think Rob Schneider is his his best work which may not be saying a lot but that movie is fucking hilarious it's it's a great film she also did this independent movie in like i don't know this was around the time i went to her concert so i'm gonna say like 2007 ish Mm -hmm. and it was called undiscovered and it was Mm -hmm. so good it was like about her being like uh this singer and she had this like romance with this guy she's she's a really good actor too she's really talented she's someone that's just like so underrated like she just kind of went away mm-hmm. and she has one of the best nose jobs in the business I liked her nose before she got it done <sighs> okay I, I honestly empowerment. <laughs> I honestly did but it was not a good nose it was not a good nose. I, I like I like big noses. See how upset I am? I'm like knocking off all this shit on my on my desk. <laughs> I like big noses. I love a good nose job because it literally changes your entire face. It changes your entire face. And so I get really excited when I see a good nose job. I'm like, good for you. Because that's just scary. They literally like chisel your nose. That creeps mm. me out. Just like Angelina on Jersey Shore. I liked her nose before she got it done. Really? She's mm-hmm. had good work done too. She's probably had the she's probably had the best glow up out of all of the Jersey Shore girls. Don't you think? Um eh, 
I think she took it a little too far. Well, probably at this point, yeah. Yeah. But but honestly, have- it's so easy to like for us to like judge these people and like the Kardashians and stuff. But I think yeah. about this all the time and I'm like, man, if you had millions of people, like Chloe, for example, Chloe Kardashian, it's like mm-hmm. if you had millions of people on the internet telling you you're fat and you're ugly and you're this and you're that, like it yeah. would be so hard not to accept those things about yourself. Like I think right. Chloe even said on that um, reunion that you and I did for my Patreon of of keeping up. Remember, she was like, I never thought of myself as the fat sister. I never thought that I was ugly until we did the so show. Sad. And then people yeah. started telling me I was and then I started believing it. Um, so, you know, we all have our own insecurities as everyday people who aren't yeah, even do. public figures. So I can't even imagine. So you know, and also as a celebrity, it's like you're damned if you do and you're you're damned if you don't. Because if you're natural, then people talk shit. But then if you get work done, then people are like, oh, people you're so shit. fake. You have work done. So yeah, you, you just have I to mean, make yourself happy, honestly. Even just putting out the podcast on a video is intimidating because, you know, because people online are just mean just to be mean just because they can and so you're putting yourself out there and you don't want to not put yourself out there because then you're holding yourself back. But when you put yourself out there, you're opening yourself up to a lot of meanness. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Even with audio, I've had reviews where people critique the shit. Justine <laughs> oh has God. an annoying ass nasally voice. She pauses too much. She breathes mm-hmm. weirdly. Like, come on. Somebody come left on a comment on my on on resting bitch pod like before you were on here when it was uh me and melinda Mm -hmm. and it was like something that said i could do better on a toilet with a mic and i was like is that fucking necessary was it really necessary for you to come to my apple podcast page and say something like that if you just didn't like it you just don't have to listen it's a free podcast like listen I'm never gonna say that I'll never get offended by something someone says over the internet because that's just not realistic but I will say that um when you're on the internet and you like want to say something mean to somebody or like I don't know for it's just so easy to be toxic on the internet and it's such a easy quick I guess like dopamine hit or like a way to just instantly make you feel Uh, good or better about yourself and that's one of the many reasons why I deleted TikTok off my phone because I found myself doing that I found myself like wanting to comment mean things on people's videos and stuff and Hmm. say like snarky shit and I'm like that that's that's not me and I don't want to be the person that makes someone feel like shit for for a video that they posted so um so I so like I said it's it's hard not to take it personally but at the same time like it's someone just trying to make themselves feel better that's all it is well and I just try to focus on the good stuff because there's 95 percent good things and a couple of rude things so you know and hey it's a good segue to ask you guys to go to our apple podcast page and leave us a good review to offset the rude ones you know yes please even things out yeah Let's uh, talk about, since we were talking about nose jobs, let's talk about a different different type of surgery. And I'm going to warn you guys right now, I'm about to be so fucking salty on this episode as we're talking about thousand pound sisters. So prepare yourself because even though we just talked about how mean people are on the interwebs, I'm about to be one of them. So 
get ready. I got um, shit to say. This is what I always say. I don't talk about people in real life. Like, genuine, yeah. genuinely, I don't. I used to be such a gossip. I used to love to <laughs> talk shit about everybody. I don't do that anymore. I only do it with reality TV. I right. I, I get my aggression out on um on reality stars. Well, let's let the bitchiness begin. Um, but I before we talk say. about the show, should we talk about the the gossip or like what's going on in Thousand Pound Sisters la- yes. land? Yes. Um, so it came out only yesterday that Amy and Michael are separated. Amy is current. Amy and the kids are currently living with Tammy. Um, no one has filed yet, but apparently Amy is planning to. And I actually pulled this from an article I found today from The Sun, which is like, so take that with a grain of salt, hit and miss there. But they had an inside source just basically saying that her and Michael haven't been getting along because since the kids came, he's jealous of the attention of the kids. He's not stepping up, which we saw on the show and we'll get into. But also that the family is actually having like um, issues with production right now because they're realizing that they're not making as much money as they should be making apparently tammy is only making two thousand dollars an episode which is Aww. fucking insane um only tammy's well, never made two thousand dollars in her life i don't know i don't know where the ratings for this stand but i'm sure that she should be making more money than it's that. more money than she's ever made her entire life but also, she, Amanda is only getting seven hundred a month for her filming time. Well, that's that's your problem with your negotiation. Get a manager. Also, um, the pr- producers haven't paid at all for Tammy's rehab stay. Apparently, all the money she's making has gone to that. And then the other thing was that um, they are giving Amy money, but it's like a trust fund for Gage and Glenn, which is like what mtv did for the teen mom this is all but i just thought that was interesting this is all poor management poor like get a manager get somebody to negotiate for you i just look at it as like tlc taking advantage taking advantage of people who don't know any better because they're from but that's business kentucky or that is business and if you have half a brain cell to rub together which may be about as much as they have (laughs) common sense would tell you go to a lawyer what are they doing just signing contracts like they read the contract and go that sounds good and sign it take it to a fucking lawyer pay somebody two hundred dollars to look at it i mean like ignorance is a choice if you don't know about something, you find somebody who does and you educate yourself. But the thing is, they got into this thing and they were like, oh my God, $2,000 an episode? That is life-changing. We're going to make $50,000 a year. Like these are people who've never made any money. They're all, they're on disability. They're just living off of the government. And now they're making a basic wage and they were fine with that until they got further into the seasons i know it's like a different network and the ratings like you can't even compare at all but i'm just thinking of like jersey shore how like mike snooki and polly were making 250 grand an episode like 
that's totally different that, that's crazy i mean you know? jersey shore was a fucking juggernaut yeah like, yeah that's it, why i said it you can't compare yeah. but at the same time it's just like but it, common it's wild. sense like common okay common sense would tell you okay we get in on the first season and then we see how it goes and if it's successful and we know people like it and they're talking about it and they're bringing ratings to the sh- to the network we renegotiate our contract each year to get more money it does you don't have to be an intelligent person that's common sense i mean listen at the end of the day it's tlc doing what they do and taking advantage it's of business. people that, that that's what they do it's that's it's what rea- every business it's does it's reality tv there's no morals in this we but all that's know what this. every business does like any job that you apply for is going to want the upper hand in the situation you know, if you ask for $10 an hour, they're not going to offer you 20. But if you go in there after a little bit of proving yourself and you say, well, you know, this is why I believe that I deserve to make $20 an hour because I've done this, 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 and this, and you can either pay me $20 an hour or I'll go somewhere else where they'll pay me $20 an hour. Well, guess what? Now you're negotiating. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know even if they don't negotiate $22,000 an episode for what? For for Tammy existing? What the fuck does she oh, do? Trust me, I would love to have a reality show where I get $2,000 an episode. For existing. Like, I, I, w- I, would be, I would be happy with that, TLC. If you, and for you know, being a cunt? Like, <laughs> how much should they pay you to fucking sit in your chair and be a bitch to everybody? Like, what do you what are you you're not doing anything yeah i know i warned you guys i have so much to say about this episode let's get into Woo-hoo! it all right i if you don't, if you're new here and you don't know i've had gastric sleeve surgery two and a half over two and a half years ago in august of 2020 I do not like and since then i've seen a lot of my friends i didn't realize you have, had it that recently Really? Yeah, I thought you had it like before COVID. No, August twenty, August of twenty twenty. Yeah. So since I had the surgery and I had great results, I started to see other friends of mine who were interested, and I probably had like five or six friends that have had the surgery since me. I like to think that I had something to do with it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and um. I don't like it when people who don't really, really, really want it have the surgery. It honestly pisses me off. Um, I know that they gave they gave Tammy the surgery because it's literally to save her life because she will die at any moment. But Tammy doesn't really, really, really want the surgery. And Tammy is not going to do the work. And I'm sorry... I'm not jumping for joy and celebrating you because you sat in a rehab for two years and lost 50 pounds. But isn't this like 90, literally 95% of people who've had the surgery? Because remember, we were talking about on 600 pound life, they say only 5% of people are have long-term success. Long-term success. So wouldn't you say 95% of people don't really want it because they don't fully, I guess, change? probably long-term success probably and and let me let me tell you like uh, you know when people first have the surgery and they lose a bunch of weight and you know oh wow amazing good for you 
it's almost physically impossible not to lose weight after you have a surgery because they yeah, cut out your for... stomach is physically smaller. It's physically smaller and you have to consistently overeat for a long period of time to stretch your stomach back out. Um, but once your stomach heals and it starts to kind of adjust again, that's when the real fucking work comes in. Okay. Yeah. I am struggling every fucking day and I, my lowest weight was 155. So I literally laughed out loud when Amy said, oh, I got to get back on track. I got to get down to my 150. I literally laughed out loud because I was like, bitch, I was maybe 150 for two days. I held out at 155 for a while, but I was eating perfect. I was not eating carbs. I was eating lean meats and vegetables every meal for almost a year and exercising five times a week and like lifting weights and running. And that bitch is not going to do any of that. She fucking said on this episode, she ate a honey bun the day of her, after her surgery, you literally could kill yourself. If you eat something, I could not even sip one ounce of water at a time after my surgery. If you eat something wrong, and you're not going through your six weeks of recovery where you literally have to start to eat again each week at a time, you can have a leak in your stomach and you can fucking die. That's It's not up. a joke. That's scary. It's terrifying. Like, because you have to do the pre-op diet to shrink your stomach. Like when they were talking about how big her liver is and how they need to shrink it so they can move around in there. After your surgery, you have six weeks where you, the first two weeks are liquid only. Then the next week is like mushy food or smoothies or something. And then you can do this and then you can do that. And after six weeks, you can eat like normal food, solids. I don't see it happening. I don't no. see it happening. She doesn't want it bad enough. I was desperate. I was desperate. I struggled my whole fucking life well, the with thing my that weight and I wanted is it so bad. The thing that pissed me off when she said to Dr. Proctor on the phone, would she say to him, do you think I'll need another surgery or you think I can just do this on my own? It's so like, it's, like of- it's not it getting a surgery shouldn't be this like every time I gain a little weight, I'll just go get my stomach a little bit smaller. Like what because the fuck? she knows that she has stretched She has overeaten i mean the fact that you have been to the the emergency room twice because you ate so much fucking food (laughs) that you thought you were gonna die should tell you something i died when you were like that's some fat people shit (laughs) some fat people shit dude like i've never even had that before i've i (laughs) had speaking of some fat people shit the thing that grossed me out was when um her and Michael were on their way to the hospital to mm-hmm. deliver Glenn and Michael's doing his like they're doing their like talking head and Michael just is wearing this t-shirt with the biggest like grease stain on it I've ever seen in my life and I'm like mm. that's what you're gonna wear to the hospital like when your son's being born you fucking grub well the thing is like I've lived in small town in Tennessee and I've lived in a small town in Kentucky and I know people like this oh I bet but yeah. it's Mm-hmm. see it's I don't real. I just that's see a real thing TV. yeah um but yeah so Tammy doesn't want it bad enough they had to force her into rehab for what how long was she there a year or something and she just lost what 100 pounds you could literally 
stop drinking one of your sodies per day and lose a hundred pounds like that. Honestly, it was crazy to me how they were like so excited that she weighed in at like five something. And I'm just like watching the show. Like, can you imagine being excited that you weigh 550 (laughs) pounds? I know. And they're there, like they're all there cheering her on and they got a banner and they're signing shit for her. And I'm just like, for what? That bitch literally sat in rehab and on someone else's dime for the, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars for the past year. And for what? Like she's, she's going to get out. She's going to go to rehab. She's going to lose 50 pounds because how can you not? And as soon as she gets her fucking ass back out of rehab, she's going to be right back up to up to where she was because she doesn't want it. She's doing it because of the show and because her family's on her ass, but she doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. And I, I even that. me, even as hard as I've worked, I've gained 20 pounds. I'm at 176 right now and I feel so uncomfortable. I feel bloated. I don't feel good. I don't feel like I look good. Um, but every single day I am meal prepping, I am eating my protein, I'm drinking my whey protein shake, I'm working out, like I'm working my ass off. So if, if I can work my ass off and try to be very present in my choices, every meal, every day, and still struggle with those 20 pounds of regain, it ain't fucking looking good for you, Tammy. Have you ever thought about not weighing yourself anymore? No. I can't. Um, So I weigh myself every day, but I don't obsess over the number. I'm not somebody that's going to, I'm able to do it in a really healthy way. A lot of people can't weigh themselves every day. When I weigh myself and I see that that number has gone up, I can reflect back to the day before and say, yes, I can see where that came from. And so then I will adjust myself for that day. But if I go long periods of time without weighing myself, I will get off track completely. And so I feel like I need that daily check-in to keep myself on track. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother me so much. I don't feel obsessive about it. I feel like it's just telling me a story about the choices that I've made and kind of helping guide me in the right direction. Okay. I just feel like, um, like you can, a lot of people are like, think that they're gaining weight, but it's really just their muscle. Yeah. But it's not, it's definitely not just my muscle in this situation. Um, you know, and I've, I, I, I'm not really saying, oh, I've gained weight so that other people, so that people will be like, but you look great or whatever. No, I really just don't feel good. I feel like my face is really like bloated, you know, like you, when you have like the extra and I just feel uncomfortable, my clothes don't fit quite right. And, um, I just don't feel good. And so I think it 90% is you should feel good, healthy. And I, that's not how I feel right now. Yeah. That's, that's the whole reason to do it. Right. Yeah. I like to look a certain way, but also I just don't feel good and I just want to feel good. So I know that if I'm down maybe like even 10 pounds from where I am now, I'm going to feel better and have more energy and all that good stuff. So I'm telling you, girl, if I'm struggling like this and I'm making a conscious effort every meal, every day, 
You look like you're in the matrix. I know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. We were, were worried that this would happen with Justine's camera. Sometimes it gets a little crazy. I don't know why it does that. Whatever. I'm I'm just going to chill like this for a couple minutes, but I'm still here. Okay. Okay. Will it let you? Did you turn it off and then you can try to put it back on? <sighs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I should use the old webcam. Like, I don't know what to do. You're I'm like annoyed. in 1.3 megapixel. I just want to oh, stay hey. like this. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that works. You look um, like um, you look like I was videoing you with like a Samsung flip phone a second ago. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I will say though, um, that Chris brother Chris, that motherfucker just loves being famous. Oh, like, yeah. He He's laughs harder at his own jokes than anybody. I love him, though. I love him, too. But at the same time, it's like... And Amanda. They they need to, like, show just a little bit less of them, I feel. It's like the stiff Yeah, but then American what would the story Pie. be about? It's like they were the best ones. But then the third movie, there was too much of him. And it was like, okay, he's not as funny now. We need him in small doses. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, the whole thing with like Amy asking if she should do the surgery again, a lot of people actually have revision surgeries. So a few years out, they start to regain their stomach has stretched. They'll go in actually on a thousand pound best friends. Right. She wants to do. Yeah. She wants to do the same. Which don't even yeah. get me started on those fucking bitches because they're like acting like they're like, my goal is to lose five pounds, 10 pounds. Like, come on. They you don't want do it. You guys. There are so many people out there who are desperate for a new life, for a healthy opportunity. Like, get somebody who fucking wants it, because that's what I want to watch. That is what mm -hmm. I want to watch. And then, you know what? And, and this episode and last episode had a lot of Amy crying about how hard it is to have two kids. Like, sorry, I don't feel sorry for you. You chose to have two children, you know, right after your surgery. You with I a literal potato. I was surprised that she had only gained six pounds, though. That was kind of crazy when she went to her thing, to her appointment. But, and you know what? Like, don't tell me that Michael was, like, father and husband of the century before you had Glenn. Because, I'm sorry, you saw with Gage the kind of father and the kind of husband that he was, and then you chose to get knocked up again. So, ain't nobody feeling sorry for you over here. I don't know. I um, think I think maybe she thought like, oh, this isn't that hard because maybe Gage was like an easier baby. And then she had Glenn and then she's like, oh, shit. But why do people continue? Why do women continue to have babies with shitty men? Stop. I don't know why women want to have know, babies anyways. You so know you're going to end up with them all by yourself. You know you're going to raise that baby by yourself. Yeah, I just think that a lot of people think it's like a fairy tale and it's not. But Nothing at the, at the same tale. time, though, I will say this. Michael should have like actually fucking helped her instead of like watched her cry. Like that He's, was, a like, a He's a and, loser. He's a loser. And also, <laughs> I just like <sighs> all these people do. I, I don't know. This is so judgy, but it's like all they fucking do is just like get together and eat like a fuck ton of food mm -hmm. like that is a ridiculous amount of food and they just like sit there and just eat and it's like that's really all you guys do yeah 
And I don't know, sometimes You're when right. I'm watching the show too, I just think about like how bad they all probably smell. <laughs> yeah. So can you, like imagine like an August cookout with the whole family there. <laughs> nope, couldn't do it. I love them and like I would love to like smoke a cigarette with Chris, but yeah. like couldn't do it. Sorry. Well, and so they're at the end during like the next time on or coming this season, they're really pushing this storyline with uh, Tammy falling in love and marrying I'm so Caleb. excited to meet this guy. I, I laughed when she said, I don't usually go for bigger guys because, you know, at one point you think, well, how absurd. And then second of all, I was big and I never dated a big guy. I've never been attracted to big guys. Even when I was 240 pounds, I never dated a, a big guy. So I get it, but it's pretty funny to hear. I mean, as long as the guy isn't like a feeder, like some of her past men, like. They're then... both in a wheelchair. So it's like, who's going to take care of who? Like. What are you guys going to need two full-time people? <laughs> what is happening? Listen, she got Ugh. that TLC money, two grand an episode. She can hire, she can hire I'd Nanny. I'd be fucking thrilled to make two grand an episode. Know, TLC same. can come film me. I'm pretty fucking interesting, in my opinion. Same. Jeez. I wonder how much, um, I mean, I'm sure I can do a quick Google search right now, but I won't. Um, how much Kate Gosselin and John were making, like, at the height of John and Kate. Because John and Kate plus eight was, like, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Huge. like that's probably you know, the biggest tlc show there ever was right uh and kids and counting went on much longer so i would say that's probably the most john and kate plus eight was everywhere maybe yeah. maybe maybe the duggars were but too. for a couple years because um then they got divorced and then she had her own show for years but i don't think the ratings were ever as big as when the kids were really little and they were married um I want Kate Gosselin to have a voice. I don't. Because I, I can't feel stand like she, that bitch. No, I feel like she really got fucked over in the public eye. Like that people just look at her I like, don't. what a bitch. I think she's okay. a cunt. She is. But my God, you have to I'm not to saying think John's about, any better. Okay. John's a fucking goof too. But I'm just think saying Kate got goof. Let, let's, let's, let's not like paint this narrative that like, Kate Gosselin like got screwed over because of like women misogyny and no no no, no. men are awful she, and shit she absolutely was a bitch but who wouldn't be a bitch in her situation she had twins who were a few years old and then, and she, then she still took fertility drugs tablets. to have even more kids I know yeah they should have after you get one. pregnant with twins you know that you're fucking fertile and you shouldn't be taking fucking fertility drugs trying to have like multiples like yeah and they it's the exact same like thing that octo mom did Kate yeah. Goslin just got a little luckier yeah yeah I I get it I understand I just I given the situation with Kate and having eight young children and a ninth in her husband. Oh, you have to be a Karen when you have that many kids. Like the way that she acted around them, done. how she was like a mean school teacher to them. Like she had to. I understand you have to be because like that's the only way your kids will literally survive. Yeah. But like just the fact that there was like custody for the kid Colin and she didn't even show up. Like that's to me a dirtbag move. Yes. But there's also most of Colin's siblings do not talk to him. 
And I feel like... Yeah, the, the kids don't like the mom either. Maddie and Kara don't talk to the mom. Really? Not at they all? They don't talk They don't talk to her that I know of. Oh. Listen to um, Beyond the Blinds, John and Kate episode. <gasps> I didn't know they had a John and Kate episode. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay. Oh okay. yeah, on the main John feed and too. Kate. I didn't know. Okay, I'm excited now. So um, the thing about Colin is I think there's so much more to that story. I don't think it's like, oh, he's sure. a little different or a little autistic or whatever. And so we sent him away. And now none of his siblings will talk to him. I think something happened. Um, I don't know if he was like beating up his siblings or something, but something like serious happened in order for his siblings to not have a relationship with him. I think there's so much more to it. Yeah, I agree with that. Like something dark happened and that's why they don't want to have anything to do. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all I'll say is that sometimes I can relate to Kate Gosselin, though, like when the PM, when the PMS hits, it's like, honey, why are you breathing so loud? (laughs) Can you not breathe like that? (laughs) (laughs) Or that scene that you you were saying is like so iconic where he's like roller skating away from the kids. She's in the driveway. She's got fucking 75 children all going in different directions can you not leave your kids and he's just rollerblading away (laughs) as fast as he can peace the worst he's the worst but they were so young when they got married and i would recap those episodes with you oh my god i would do that i honestly um the one day i put on the pilot episode on discovery plus i was like man like back in the day i would have killed to have this at my fingertips to stream and also i was just thinking about streaming services in general and how like i don't know it's just crazy because i remember back in the day like trying to find torrents online and like (laughs) all this stuff and thinking about what show you're gonna watch next or do your next binge of and all that stuff it's almost overwhelming at this point because it's like I have so many options where do I go I don't mm-hmm. know it's, it is it's, overwhelming it the world is crazy I feel like I spend more time scrolling to try to find something to watch oh, yeah. than I did there, actually There watching. was like a meme I saw back in the day when Netflix like first be- came out and became popular and it was like mm-hmm. Netflix more time scrolling than watching exactly yeah, yeah it is overwhelming it's 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 a decision fatigue for sure um god what was that i was just thinking of something i was gonna say to you uh, it makes me miss page. um think about it but i was just gonna say it okay. makes me miss the days of blockbuster when you would go on a friday night or where whenever and like this was your one shot to pick one movie and you just scan mm. up and down the aisles. Either a new movie just came out and you knew what you wanted or you would like take your time and look. But there, there's something about that that we'll never feel again with the streaming services and having everything at our fingertips. It's not mm. as exciting to watch a movie as it once was. No, Friday Night at Blockbuster was um, an experience every weekend it was so much fun I just it's some of my most fond memories are going to the blockbuster picking out a movie or two me and my mom would each pick out a movie or two movies for the weekend and then we'd go next door to little caesars and we'd get our little caesars pizza and like that's just such fond memories for me and I did the same thing with Alex like every Friday night we'd go pick out a classic Disney movie when he was little to watch yeah. together and we'd have little Caesar's pizza and that would be our little sleepover night. 
so much I love fun. that. And I it's know. it's it's funny too because back then we probably if we knew what the future was going to hold, we would have loved that. And it's yeah. it's like that quote from the office. It's like I wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days while you were in them, you know. Oh, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't trying to like break I'm any so hearts emotional. here. Oh, um God. can we talk about our bitch fit because Yes. I mean you have a lot of uh weekly bitch fit time yeah so we're gonna start this um segment that is something that I'd done before forever ago and I told Justine I was like we need to bring this back because I have so much shit to complain about so we're gonna start introducing the new segment the weekly bitch fit and we'll each kind of take a few minutes to talk about something that's really annoying or pissing us off this week grinding our gears yeah <laughs> exactly well you go first what do you have Oh my gosh. Um, okay. My first one is people who go grocery shopping as a family. This to me, I cannot fucking stand this. Grocery shopping is a one person job. Listen, I understand if you're a single mom and this is, and you have to bring your child. Like that's not what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about at all. When I see a mother with a child, I don't, I don't like kids, but I understand it. Um, I'm talking about a family of four, a family of five. I'm talking about two parents and a kid, two parents and two kids. Like Mm -hmm. there is no excuse for that. Grocery shopping is a one person job. One of you can stay home with the kids and one of you can go. Um, I remember at like the peak of COVID time, um, at least here in Canada, like masks were mandatory and they were only letting certain amount of people in the stores. And it was crazy. And there were times when there were like families of four in there and the kids are running up and down the aisles and touching everything. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there is no need for that. And then yesterday I was grocery shopping and I was just like annoyed because there was this huge family and everywhere I went in the grocery store, I was trying to get away from them. They were like (laughs) there. And I was like, why is there like, why is this happening? It's a one person job. Yeah. And that's, that's my first rant, but I have another one, but what's yours? (laughs) Okay. So, well, I mean, in response to that, I was a single mom with a young kid. And so I did take my kid everywhere. So that's understandable, but you have no other choice. I I get it. Also, I think it's important for moms and for parents to take their kids to stores with them because your kid has to learn how to act in public, but that means you also have to regulate the way they're acting in public. You can't just let them run around and scream everywhere and be a menace to society. Like you have to teach your child how to act in public. So it's a learning experience, but you actually have to parent at the same time. But yeah, it doesn't need to be mom and dad and all four children at fucking Walmart on a Sunday afternoon. Walmart would be better, but I'm just saying just like the grocery store, Mm -hmm. just like just groceries, like that's, I mostly just in order stuff online now and have it delivered because like I spend less money even with the delivery fee or the tip. I spend less money doing that than if I go to the store and I buy yep. a bunch of shit that I see. I totally feel you because you go there <laughs> with your list, but then you see things and then you're yeah. like, oh, well, that's only a couple bucks. That's only a couple uh-huh. bucks. And then once once it all goes through, you're like, yeah, I just spent $300 Oops. on groceries. What the fuck? And then yeah. when you go online, you see how much it's going to cost. And you're like, okay, and you can, yeah. maybe I'll take something out. Maybe I'll add something in. It, it's the smartest thing to do. But yeah, I, I agree with you on that. So. Um, here's, here's my thing. I'm turning 35 this Mm -hmm. month on March 22nd. And I've really been thinking the last couple of weeks that I'm really sick of people in their thirties 
acting like they're a hundred. It is really grinding my gears. Uh, what, uh, an example of okay. that. Just because we're in our thirties doesn't mean we need to constantly be complaining. Like I am so bad at this. My back hurts. I'm tired. Well, the more that you say stuff like that, the more that it's getting into your psyche. Mm-hmm. Like the more tired you're going to be, the more your back is going to hurt. The more you focus on those negative aspects of your life or your pain or whatever, the more you're going to experience it. And so I've been making an effort to think like, oh, instead of saying, I'm so tired. Oh, I have energy. I feel good. I'm going to get stuff done today. And just kind of being more of the woo-woo person and focusing on the positive. I'm really trying to be better at that because I swear to God, I feel like people in their thirties just walk around like, oh, it's, it's, that starts at seven. I That's past my bedtime. Like I need the early bird dinner at four o'clock. Like, and oh, you know, my joints hurt and I can't get out of bed and I can't exercise because I'm old. And like, stop talking that like you're 75 years old when you're half that age. Because I look at myself and I'm like, I still got it. I'm going to be 35. I feel like I look a little bit younger. I asked my husband the other day, I was like, how old do you think I look? And he was like 25. And I said, are you lying to me? And he said, yes. <laughs> and, I, Savage. <laughs> and I said, how old do I really look? And he's like, no, like 30. I was like, I'll take it. That's five years off my age, you know? And uh, <laughs> are you lying to me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we need to focus on we're, we are young. This is young. This is not the 1950s. We don't have a a 60 year life expectancy. We are young and we can have energy if we eat right and we stay hydrated and we sleep well and we exercise. And, you know, if you take care of your body and you have a decent skincare regimen and all of that, chances are like you can carry this shit out for quite a while. So let's stop all walking around like we're knocking on death's door because we're 35. I hate it. I mean, I don't do that because I literally feel like I'm 21 still. Yes. (laughs) Except for my hangovers. That's that's one thing where I will bitch is like I fucking get horrible hangovers now where I did it in my 20s. But that's that's truly the only difference for me. I still feel like I'm young and fun and cute. Like I like to have a good time and like, yeah, I'm not just like a lame old lady, but the only thing that you do that's old lady-ish is you go to bed at like eight o'clock, but you get up at like five in the morning. So first of all, I don't go to bed at eight between (laughs) nine and 10 and not not every night. And that's not every single (laughs) night, by the way, like I have my nights where I stay up and like party mm-hmm. and drink and stuff I know um, that if I text Justine after 8 p.m my time so that's 10 your time it, yeah it's, a, it's past her bed. bedtime that bitch is out it's like she's yeah. asleep this episode is brought to you by Snapple welcome to the Snapple market auditory experience close your eyes imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store you make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor you can't wait you take a sip whoa that's a lot of flavor what flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. But Actually, also, we- <laughs> when I don't, like, sit there, like, I don't go to bed and lay in bed on my phone and scroll because I know I'll yeah. just get into a rabbit hole and I'll be up all night. So mm-hmm. if I'm laying in bed, I just try to, like, 
close my eyes and just like meditate until I fall asleep. But if I can't do that, then I read a book. And I know it sounds lame, but that will it's put so me to, that will put me to sleep instead of like mm-hmm. scrolling on my phone. So I try not to because listen, like a phone, your phone is such a waste of your fucking life. It is. And I, that's why one of the reasons why I deleted TikTok, like I do not want to spend two hours of my day scrolling on my phone. And I, this is, this actually is kind of a little bit of a segue into my next, um, my next bitch fit, but it, it, I go through this in between because we do our podcast, right. And like, Mm -hmm. we want to put ourselves out there and get more listeners and all this stuff. So I, go through a kind like I'm kind of torn between like do I set aside time to go on my phone and post things or do I just like ignore my phone and reply to my texts and stuff like I always do that but like not not sit there and scroll all day you know what I mean it's such a fine line for me um but yeah I just I just think the phone is so toxic too and it goes back to what I was saying earlier with like, it's so easy to just say something negative or say something snarky and you don't even mm-hmm. realize the like negative energy you're, you're receiving or that you're putting out there. And also mm-hmm. you don't even realize how depressed it makes you because your brain is like comparing you to something that's not even realistic. Like yeah. you're scrolling through and you see people's lives and like, um, like everyone is so filtered and photoshopped and no one looks like that. And it's just so bad for our mental health. Like I hate social mm-hmm. media, but, but like I said, yeah. it's a fine line because I love doing the podcast and I love my internet. You have to market friends. yourself. So yeah, it, it's definitely something I'm torn with. I, I do think it's a good idea, which is, this is something that I'm starting to try to do is to set aside that time and say, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, 30 minutes or an hour working on my social media, maybe planning or creating, and then scheduling it to release throughout the week is a good way to do it so that you don't have to have eyes on it all the time. But then you do have to be in there responding to comments. But then your brain low key, like wants that dopamine hit that Mm -hmm. you get when you get a new like or a new comment or someone follows you like, I'll be the first person to admit it. This is why I never post on my like my regular Instagram, I'm, I'm always right. on the shore store, but on my, on my personal Instagram, because I'll post a picture or something. And then my brain always just wants to keep going back and see like, mm-hmm. who's liking it, like what people yeah. from my past are looking at me or telling me I look hot or whatever. Like, it's so fucking toxic. Yeah, it is. And like, there's this new filter on TikTok. Have you seen the bold glamour? filter on TikTok. Is this the one? I think I saw a video of like Bethany Frankel and she's like, I look amazing right now, but let me show you what I actually look like. And she like takes it off. It's like, whoa. (laughs) I haven't seen that one, but I made that. I made a similar video the other day because I I was like, okay, I've got to see what this, this filter is. And I turned it on. I was like, oh, hey girl, like so cute. And then I was like, but take it off and this is what I look like I'm sitting on my couch and worked out that all day like I've like no makeup left and I stopped using filters years ago because I got to a point where I didn't like the way I looked in real life I hated the way I looked in real life and I wanted to look like the filter and that was at the beginning of like snapchat filters where it was just it gave you a glow or something or maybe evened out your it wasn't like you have a full face on now And so I think it's really dangerous. And I think that we should all refrain from using those filters because 
you literally look like another person and you get to a point where you like that fake AI person more than you like yourself. It's incredibly dangerous. It's yeah, I truly cannot imagine being a teenager or a young adult right now because oh it's hard enough for me as somebody who's like fully confident in who they are as a person. It's still hard. Like, and it's so fucking toxic. Um, but kind of what I wanted to incorporate in this with my with my bitch fit thing is um I wanted to talk about this for so long with you because you're a server too. So I wanted to yes. hear your thoughts on this. But like oh, tell me. People who do these ginormous tips, but make videos of themselves doing it and post it on the internet. And it's like, okay, it's amazing that you guys want to put your money together and give this server like a thousand bucks, like a life changing tip. Like truly, obviously I'm all for that. But what do you think about these people who make these videos of themselves doing it? Like, because I remember going back to commenting shitty things on people's videos. I remember <laughs> seeing a video of this on TikTok and I was like... I forget what I wrote, but it was something along the lines of like, oh, good for you uh, with your however many views you're getting on this or something like that, like as being snarky to the people. I'm like, why couldn't you right. just fucking tip her that if you genuinely you're only doing it? It goes back to friends when Phoebe and Joey had this bet of like, there's no such thing as a good deed because people only do good deeds to make themselves feel better. And to me, that's what it is. It's like, you're not doing this to change someone's life. You're doing it to give yourself more views and have people on the internet praise you for being a good person. I disagree. Oh, I think okay. I think it's mutually, um, I think it's mutually beneficial. So are they getting views and making money? Yes. Are thousands of people donating to the cause? Yes. So you're getting views and making money. And more money is being donated to give to other people that need it. And I'll tell you what, if somebody wants to come in and give me a thousand dollar tip and record it and put it on TikTok, tag me in that bitch. Cause I want to go viral too. But like, nobody has ever tipped me like that before ever. And it would be, it would make me cry. It would make me feel emotional and amazing because as a server, you work your fucking ass off and you always, I can always count on getting 20% usually some people are cheap and they don't but when people go above and beyond you really appreciate it it means a lot to you and so if anybody ever wanted to tip me money like that I would be over the moon and they if, if they're videoing it and the person is saying that's fine you can post it I'm assuming that they're usually asking um and then they're getting thousands of more dollars, we get excited and want to see more and we send money to that account. And then they're continuing to give, they're being able to give. So I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Okay. I think yeah. I just think, um, I'm kind of like cynical about that shit and about people just like only doing things for internet views. And that's just one good example I think it's mutually beneficial. I think they're getting the views and making money, but then people are donating to give out more. So I think it it's it it's working for everyone. So yeah, okay. I just 
I just hate how everything has to be for the internet. Everything mm-hmm. has to be for the internet. But if they weren't doing it, then they wouldn't be able to give so much. Like if they weren't doing it on the internet, maybe they'd be able to give a hundred here or 50 there if they had a little extra money. But because they're making money on it and they're getting donations, they're able to give so much more and help so many other people. So I'm yeah. cool with it. Okay. Do if anybody have any wants other, to come to the restaurant that I work at and leave me a fat ass tip, I will cry. Yeah, if anyone's listening to this and they want to, they want some views, go to go to Julie's I, restaurant. The biggest tip I had is I had a customer leave me like one hundred and twenty dollars or something once. And That's I, sick. I did like cry because it was funny because it was during the um, playoffs for the hockey playoffs last year, and they asked me, "Do you like it when?" people come in and sit and watch a game and hang out or would you prefer to be turning tables do you make better money that way and I told them it was like honestly depends how much fucking money you're giving me bro and like honestly (laughs) it just depends because some of our customers are really awesome and they recognize like I'm sitting at your table for three hours so even though I only spent fifty dollars on food, I'm gonna give you a little extra to make up for the fact that I've been sitting here. I would hope if someone's like sitting there watching a game that they're like at least ha- drinking or like there's getting some people that will come in and sit all night long because they this is they see a friend they haven't seen in forever and it should be they, one drink an hour minimum it should be doesn't have to yeah. be alcoholic but it has it to be one be. drink an hour but sometimes people will come in and like share meals or have like a three dollar beer and sit there all night long and they'll tip you exactly like not a penny over the 20 percent of their check and that sucks because you took up my table all night long i could have made who knows how much money See, but people don't think they don't think with a server mindset yeah, yeah people in entertainment industry, people who so we know people who've never done it like like mm-hmm. you just said they don't think of it but no, i just think, think that your restaurant should have some type of rule where they they shouldn't just allow them to sit there for almost free at that point we went to denver last year to meet up with ryan's aunt and uncle and cousin and we went to this like little restaurant down in denver for breakfast and we had breakfast and then we sat there for like 10 minutes talking to them afterwards and they literally asked us to leave like 10 minutes after like 10 or 15 minutes and they didn't have a they didn't have a wait or anything like there's nobody waiting Whoa. for a table uh, and they were like you guys we really appreciate you we don't want to like kick you out but we do need to have this table available for future guests I was like that's never happened to me before I was like god I wish we could do that at our restaurant and then I was at a restaurant last week in the next town over and they put on their menu like they will charge you $4 if you're sharing a plate. And I was like, we should do that too. Because sometimes people come in here and it's two people and they're drinking water and sharing a burger and they're, they'll sit there for an hour and their check is $18. (laughs) Like, come on. I remember like a while ago, I went to, um, wing night at this restaurant with, Mm -hmm. um, my boyfriend and his friend because his friend was living in this like college town whatever we went to go visit him and um we're at this restaurant and I don't know it was you know cheap wings or whatever and then he's like okay I'm gonna get the wings whatever and then the server's like okay well what do you want to drink and he was like oh just a water because he was being really cheap and she was like okay well just to let you know that deal is only for people who get something to drink. Like it doesn't have to be alcoholic. And guess what this motherfucker gets? He gets a tea. 
Uh-huh. the cheapest yeah. thing and I'm like how cheap can you be like for me when I go out to eat e- even even if I'm not having a drink but for most of the time it's like okay this is like a night out so I'm not gonna be cheap I'm gonna get a wine I'm gonna get yeah you know I'm gonna get whatever I want to eat maybe a shot after dinner if I'm not don't have yeah. to drive or anything you know what I mean like it's it's not okay let's get a meal for as cheap as I can possibly get it like if that's what you want go to like the value menu at McDonald's yeah or something, go to McDonald's you know? yeah no and I I understand saving money because I like to save money too I don't have a lot of money and I still yeah, want to enjoy myself sometimes. don't go out if you don't have money but, to, yeah to, to like and, tip yeah and like there's times where I will go to lunch just by myself because I like to be by myself maybe I'll take my planner and like write things on my planner but I recognize that I'm taking up this person's table and they're not making money as long as I'm sitting here. So I will overtip you to compensate for that. Or just for the fact that you're like, great, I have someone eating soup, salad and breadsticks for $10. Like just because my check is $15 doesn't mean you're getting $3 from me. I'm yeah. definitely going to take care of you. And another thing that I notice is like, if we want to go off on server rants, um, tip for takeout don't be cheap and leave no tip for takeout because I've never worked at a place that had someone specifically doing takeout and making more money. And so anytime I get a takeout order, I have to stop serving the customers at my tables, take your order, put it in, take your payment when you get there, check all your food, bag everything up, give it to you. And that is taking time away from my paying customers. So you should always tip at least 10% on your takeout order. That's at least something to show that you appreciate that time. There's a lot of restaurants here that don't even do takeout. And I think, oh, wow. I think that's why now that you're saying it, like there's a restaurant here in town that I like and it's the food is incredible. It's just like this small, like very nice restaurant. And Mm -hmm. um, they're only open like three days a week from five to 11 or something stupid, but you can't get takeout. Like if you're Good. sitting there eating, you can take your food home, obviously, but you can't, um, you can't just walk in and get that's takeout. I like and now that. it makes sense. Yeah. Cause that, that's something like, like you said, some, someone who's never done it, they wouldn't necessarily think know. that same with people who like dine and dash. Like I can understand Ugh. as like a young kid, probably thinking that that's fun to get away with, but if you don't know that that comes out of the server's money, then mm-hmm. you don't know. You think it's this, you know, this yeah. chain restaurant or whatever paying for it. But no, that comes right out of the fucking server's pocket. Yeah, so. a lot of times they can charge you for it. Yeah. And I also another thing is don't tip shitty because it's slow. Uh, I taught my husband this. I'm like, if it's slow, we tip more because that means they're not making money. It's not like, I think a lot of people think, and I never hold it really against people because I feel like if you've never done it, you just don't know. And so somebody has to educate you or you have to educate yourself on what's proper to do. But if I go out to a restaurant and it's dead and I am one of two or three tables sitting there, I'm not going to use that as an excuse like, oh, they're not really doing anything, so I'm not going to tip them well. I'm going to tip you extra because you're here, but you're not making money. And so I'm not going to take advantage and also, of the situation. I really can't stand. There's a perfect amount for servers to come to your table, like as a uh-huh. customer. Like I hate when servers come like every 30 seconds and sometimes you can tell they're just bored or whatever. And you're just like, okay, go away. Like I'm trying to like talk to my friends. You know what I mean? I've explained um, to customers that before. 
I'm there, like, there's I'm, a good amount because you want them to be friendly and you also yeah. want them to come check on you and make sure like your drinks are good and everything. But mm-hmm. like, but like at the same time, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Well, I think you get into that mode where, so usually when I'm working, I'm, it's busy. So I'm used to like, just kind of like running around. Maybe I've drink, maybe I had a Red Bull. So I'm like really on another level. And yeah. then if it's unexpectedly slow, I feel like it's been 10 minutes since I checked on you, but it's been two. And so when I catch myself doing that, I tell the customer, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, I had a Red Bull. I thought it was going to be super busy. It's not. And, uh, you know, there's a fine line between like good customer service and harassment. So I apologize. <laughs> like, And so, and usually they laugh and they're like, you're fine. But I usually have a system. So I will get your drink. I will get your order. I will check on you when you get your food. I will check on you one more time. That's it. Like that's, I usually will visit you four times unless I see that you need a refill. In that case, I'll check on you more, but like, I will greet you, get your drink, get your order, bring your food, check on your food, check on you one more time and bring you a check. Like that's it. Yeah. Which seems like a lot, but it's really not. No, that's, that's perfect amount. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's been so many times like, cause you know, back in the day, like when I actually used to like see my dad on Christmas and stuff every year on Christmas day, I used (laughs) I actually talked to my dad today, which was really weird. Um, but anyways, that that's a whole different story for a different day. Um, uh, back in the day, my dad used to always take my brother and I to the falls on Christmas Day, um, because like the restaurants and like everything there is still open, all like the tourists. Oh wow, yeah, I bet it's so. We used to like you know, go out for dinner there on Christmas day. And it would be busy as fuck, like always Mm -hmm. packed, whatever. And my brother, which is super weird because he was like a cook at a restaurant for a long time. But my brother's one of those people, my brother's like a male Karen. Um, So he just like gets angry whenever he has the opportunity to sometimes, you know what I mean? Like when we go out and stuff, my God, I hope he never listens to this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, and I say like, they're fucking busy, like, and we at least have like Christmas off and we can like sit in the restaurant and like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. So I never like judge my tip if like maybe they're slow and it's busy or whatever, like at all. No, but, but sometimes, sometimes the servers are cunts though. And it's like, okay, I can tell you're like not into it. Yeah. But even those people get like at least a 20% tip anyways, you know? Yeah. And you never know. It is really hard too if you have something really difficult going on in your life and you have to come in and like act like you'd give a shit about how somebody wants their burger cooked. Like that's fucking hard. Um, and so you kind of have to give a little bit of grace because life is messy. And yeah, uh straight up. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get because you are an entertainer. You'll go in and you're an entertainer for five, six hours straight. You have to smile and be friendly. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If you're on the brink of divorce, if your kid is sick, if it's a holiday and you're away from your family, like it's a, it's not an easy job. And that's why it's good money. And that's why m- most people will never do it. It's hard. So, but yeah, no, it's super it is hard. good money. And like, even, um, you know, when I was dancing, like a hundred percent, any single girl I worked with could tell you this, whether you were a dancer, server, whatever, like the amount of money you left with didn't matter how many people were there. It mattered how you felt going in. 
Cause like, mm-hmm. if you were on like a high vibe, you had high energy, like people yep. can sense that shit and you mm-hmm. don't even think people can sense that, but they can like, I would find that the dancers would like even wear the same outfits all the time, even though they would come there with a huge bag of stuff just because they felt the best in certain yeah. outfits. And those were the outfits they made their money in. didn't matter how they looked. It's the vibe you bring off to people and sometimes yeah you can be in a shitty mood and you're going through shit and you think that you're still being nice and stuff but people Mm -hmm. can like sense that they feel it yes they feel it they can feel that your smile's not genuine or that you don't want to be there and you're pretending like and another thing is the last time I went to the strip club with my friends I there was a situation I'm you can see girls that look like the perfect epitome of what you think a stripper should look like. Just like perfect boobs, perfect body, perfect hair, perfect makeup. And it all depends and on their attitude. <laughs> it depends on their attitude. It depends on their vibes. Mm-hmm. It depends on how they are with the people that are there. Because then you can see a girl on a stage next to her who's not halfway as conventionally pretty as the other girl, but she's like having a good time and she's laughing and she's entertaining and she's connecting with people and like having a good time and, and feeling confident and really killing it. And she'll have fucking 10 times as much money on her stage as the girl Mm -hmm. next to her. So it really matters. And when I feel like, and I'm in a great mood and I'm happy to be there and I'm grateful for this job, I'll make great money. And when I'm not in the fucking mood, I won't. (laughs) straight up yeah it matters get out Um, there and be fucking happy bitches all of that from me saying i hate the internet (laughs) uh do you have queens do you have another um bitch fit that you wanted to say or you only had no i just kind of like oh you know what i will say going back to the internet thing I think I've decided to create a new personal Instagram for myself um, where I can start fresh and make sure that the content that I'm, that I'm consuming is positive. Maybe it's health and fitness related uh, motivation and business and maybe learning things, learning marketing and stuff like that. I've, because I feel like this Instagram that I've had for 10 years has kind of gotten boggled with random people that I don't know or meme accounts and shit like that. And I just, I follow so many people, it would take me forever to unfollow everyone. So I'm thinking about starting fresh because I want to consume content, but I want to make sure that I'm consuming the right content that's going to push my life in a positive direction. Because like you said, it's like poison. If you're if you're consuming the wrong stuff, it is like poison. So that's what I'm thinking about doing. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, just kind of curate all the content, like just make sure the algorithm is on your side to really put you in a good direction and a good mood whenever you are consuming the content, so. Yeah, yeah, I I just, I have such a love-hate relationship with social media. I know. Ugh, it can connect so you to people everywhere. Like think about all the friends that we've made through podcasting that we never, you guys are like my best friends. I know. And I never would have known any of you without social media and podcasting and all of that. And so it is incredible, but you have to use it in the right way. So I think we have to just focus on using it in a positive way. Speaking of podcast friends, can I just give a quick shout out to Mr. Colin Drucker? 
um, yes. from All Right Mary and the Best Supporting Podcast. Um, I'm yes. hoping to get him on our show soon. Um, but there was this, and I think I told you about this too a while ago. There was this movie, I believe I watched it on Shudder, um, ba- pro- like probably like right before COVID or maybe right at the beginning of COVID. Um, uh-huh. And I was talking about it for so long. I watched this movie. I was obsessed with it. It was an independent film. So, you know, no famous people were in it that I could think of. And I could not think of the fucking name of this i googled everything possible that i could remember about this movie i honestly was like am i gaslighting myself that this movie even existed so colin and i were in this like conversation this morning we started talking about this podcast that we both love called the gay lords of darkness and then it turned into like this whole other up and down whatever and then i was telling him about this movie and i'm like this movie I don't know if it exists or not but I can't stop thinking about this movie whatever I'm telling you it's been at least two years I've been trying to remember the name of it I can't find uh-huh. it just tell me this motherfucker finds it in his first google search he oh good what was it the, I, it's called psychotic okay and it's from 2016 okay um is it a yeah. shutter original it's not a Shutter original. It oh, was made by like then. two like film students. It's like very low budget independent movie. But okay. anyways, the reason why he found it so quickly was because the movie's based in Brooklyn and because mm-hmm. he lives in New York. So I just told him oh. like the basic things I remembered about the movie. I'm like slasher movie about hipsters, whatever. And he like <laughs> found it in two seconds. But isn't that fucking wild? That's pretty crazy. So anyways, shout out to Colin for making me realize you, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah oh, google quick question though um are you gonna see are you excited to see scream six comes out next even two, watch next... the last the last one girl what yeah i know i know dylan minette's <sighs> in it it's on paramount plus it's, it's good it's, it's not sitting it's right not there the but i just haven't ever, pressed play but... yet this one looks good because they are moving to new york so they're like kind of following a new storyline sydney's not going to be in it I have tried, I watched a teaser trailer and I have avoided all other trailers, articles, everything about it. Cause I, I'm so sick of being spoiled on horror movies. So, um, they're doing, Why do you screen... always get spoiled. I've, I, I don't because find I get myself getting spoilers I watch all the online. trailers and stuff. So I've just been like, I'm not watching trailers. I'm not reading articles. I'm not, you know, gonna see anything, but so they're doing a 3D fan experience pre-screening the day before it comes out. And I'm going to get tickets for me and Alex so that we can go. It's going to be good. Um, and then you get like a print or something from the movie and it's going to be in like 3D, but it says it's like dynamic 3D. So I'm wondering if that's when you can like feel wind moving or something. I'm not sure. Disneyland used to have the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I feel like that's 4D. Thing. I feel like that's what 4D is, right? Is that what 4D is? Yeah, maybe it's just look really up good the 3D. difference. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going either way because it'll be fun, and we'll get something for it, some little print or something, which will be cool to have. I've never so. even been to like, you know, how the movie theaters now have like the super IMAX where like your chair will vibrate and stuff. Yeah. I've never even done that. <clears throat> I've never done that. I've just done the thing at Disneyland. 
yeah I've done like really the little fun. rides and stuff and like whatever but like yeah. you know how you can see like avatar or something and like your seat will vibrate like I feel like that would make me feel sick it, if you're just trying to chill and watch a movie that's probably why they don't really do stuff like that but I would be into that I would be like I want my my seat to move I want to feel the wind I want to hear cricket. I like, I want to hear crickets in my ear and the speaker behind me. Like, I think they should do more stuff like that to make it more of an experience. The Shrek 4D ride at Universal, which they it's... just, they just got rid of. Aww. Um, I remember like the cookie thing, like the gingerbread man, like sprays on your face and it like, <laughs> it like looks and feels like you just got jizzed on your face. Like it's oh the worst. <laughs> I wow, remember being so on that ride and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> well i remember the honey i shrunk the kids one had like where rats or something got loose maybe it wasn't honey i shrunk the kids maybe um, it was another yeah they had that at disney didn't they okay and it was like rats and got loose, and then you now would... i think you would feel like the leg that your pant leg the air came out at your pant leg like one yeah. ride that disney had at magic kingdom back in the day that i have never got to experience because they don't have it anymore is the alien the extraterrestrial do you know this no and, and they turned it into um stitch as in like lilo and stitch but then okay. even that was too scary so they had to shut it down but this alien extraterrestrial ride it would lock you in the sea as if it was a roller coaster so you couldn't move and the premise of it was that there was an alien in the middle and then the alien gets loose and it goes pitch black and then your seat you feel it breathing behind <gasps> you and it spits on you and stuff and there's smells and everything and it feels like the alien is running around and you can't move because oh, you're in a seat my god there's a video of it on youtube that like someone bootlegged from like 99 oh. and you hear and when the lights go out you hear someone go oh shit it's so fucking <laughs> funny but anyways um, i'm gonna look that up that sounds anyways, fucking terrifying they, they, they were like okay this is at magic kingdom this is way too fucking scary for disney World. yeah so they re um they revamped it and made it into like stitch's great escape as in like lilo and stitch right and instead of an alien it was stitch escaping and he would burp and it would smell like nachos and people all have say like oh the smell of that ride is enough to make you puke so they did it again with him but even with that people were complaining saying it was too scary so you know I, I only went to Magic Kingdom once in 2019 it was gone but wow. I wish that I got to experience the extraterrestrial ride scared so the anybody fuck listening to this when like I remember as a kid having friends who went to Disney on vacation and telling me about that ride and being like mm. what the fuck how if they did a ride like that with dinosaurs like a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World there's you would never get okay. on that shit would you mm -hmm. go on the have you been on the river adventure at uh mm -hmm. okay at universal yeah i buried yeah. my head in my ex-husband's shoulder and almost cried oh my god i'm not the t-rex at the end yeah that it fucking you? horrified oh me. my god no the the whole ride i was scared it's... the velociraptors like those the, animatronics the suck yes They're not even that good i know animatronics scare me I am traumatized from my childhood when I was at Universal this past time and went on that ride there was like a little kid with his parents in front of us and then after the t-rex and the drop he's like bawling his eyes out and uh -huh. the mom's like what's wrong and he's like I'm scared and she's like you love Jurassic Park it's your favorite movie and they're like yelling at him and I'm <laughs> <dying laughing. laughs> 
That was like me. I like the movie. I think it's cool. I think the animatronics are cool. I don't want to be near them. It fucking creeps me out. Oh, I don't my like God. it. I know. And they're not good animatronic. They're not good. Like no. the velociraptors on the, on the like chain link. The worst one and- is like the long neck. It like doesn't yeah, even the- go all the way up. It's like, <laughs> that that's fine because those are herbivores i'm not afraid of those that but... ride needs to be revamped so bad but yeah i thought they were so doing... funny oh you think that they'd change it into jurassic world see thing. i um at universal in los angeles they turned it into jurassic world and it's like okay. a different ride like they have that like underwater part and everything okay. um so I don't know. I kind of want Florida to just keep it how it is since LA already has that. It like makes Whatever. theirs more unique. What the last time or one of the first times that I went to Universal, uh, they were getting they were getting rid of Jaws and I never got to fucking ride Jaws. I never got to go on Jaws. I don't either. know what that they replaced it with. Harry Potter. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um in Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. That I was really bummed because even though that shit will scare me too, because it's a fucking animatronic shark. Like, like I don't like that shit. Um, I always wanted to ride it because it was like a classic ride and I never got to ride it because they were tearing it out when I went there. See, I've watched like the YouTube videos of that ride. It looked so fun, but they still have it in Los Angeles because they oh, have like I didn't the, know that. Well, they have the um like the tour. It's like the tram tour, but there's uh-huh. a part of the tour that goes into Jaws. I legitimately want to meet you at Universal for <laughs> horror nights or something. We should absolutely plan for that this year because it's Alex's birthday too. So maybe it could be like a fun birthday, like girls trip or something. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But Alex doesn't, maybe I'll go without Alex. Alex doesn't ride roller coasters and stuff. So, and doesn't like jump scares, even though he loves horror movies and shit. Doesn't, does not want yeah, I told you about the meltdown at the like very tame haunted farm a couple of years ago. Yeah. Where he um, cried the whole time and held I'm, my hand. I'm trying to like <laughs> get drunk and Yeah, have let's fun. just go just the two of us. We'll just get drunk and we'll ride rides and, and just Erica. Erica and I were discussing yes! this. And we'll get like an because Airbnb we wanna, or something. We want to do um Clearwater too, Hogan's hangout. Yes. Okay, we let's plan this out. Nobody wants to listen to this. We we'll, we always do this. <laughs> we'll edit this out. <laughs> no, we won't. I'm not editing shit out. <laughs> All it. right, you got anything else? I think I'm good. I'm um, go do you want to talk about 90 day? I don't think we've. Well, we're all we're at like an hour and 45 minutes already. All right, let's talk about the bullet points of 90 day because I do want to say a couple things. All right, let's just run through the couples really quick. Yeah. Do you have a list of them? I can yep. try to remember. Okay. I do. So right, cool. Jen and Rishi. Rishi's the Indian guy. Yes. Jen is now in India with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen is crazy pants. And um, I love the scene where they're at that shop and that like shop guy is like holding the dress in front of him and wearing the veil or whatever on his head. <laughs> it was so cute. But I mean, Rishi is not telling the truth. He's not telling his parents that Jen is who she is to him. And he's not telling Jen that his mom's trying to set him up for an arranged marriage. It's going to be a I mess. Was, I was just watching their story and um, thinking how like 
this is why it's you can just not date someone from a different not from a different country but just from a completely different culture like that because he's talking about his parents setting him up with an arranged marriage and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and to him that's like a completely normal thing like that's not a big deal like everyone gets set up to her she's like horrified yeah and to her she's like are you fucking kidding me you're gonna marry this girl and it's listen it's hard enough um, for people from different cultures who are both from the same country uh, to yeah. date someone from a different culture, let alone like full blown living in that country, raised, born and you raised have to be in that country. Open to it. It's the exact same thing that goes for Nicole and Mahmoud. It's the exact same fucking thing. It's like there's no possible way that this can work out unless you are willing to change. Just like not to jump ahead, but Nicole and Mahmoud in Egypt, how we mm-hmm. meet his like sister-in-law or whatever. Is that who it was? Mm-hmm. It was his brother's wife. And she's from like China or something, I think. Yeah. And she completely, you know, converted and d- d- wears the whole head thing, covers her hair, does everything. Unless you want to be China like that. China is so different from the US. Like, no, it's I know. Definitely. I it's not like, I mean, like it, it makes sense that she was able to get there and kind of really acclimate you know it's totally it's still a lot it's still a lot different though like in china they don't like cover their hair and everything like that like they do in egypt they're not like she was all about it yeah she's all in you you have to be willing to like literally just completely change yourself and do it or it's never gonna work like i do not understand how this nicole girl does not realize that I feel like she's just doing it to be on TV. I think Jen with Rishi, I think she's just like kind of more slow. Like there's something about her that seems slow to me. Like she doesn't get it. She's she 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 I get the feels of like a 20 year old with her, not a 42 year old or however old she is. Okay. So wasn't Jen, didn't she say she had had weight loss surgery? Or am I imagining? Let me look it up. I, I don't remember that. Or that she had lost a lot of weight or something. I'm okay. going to Google it real quick. But yeah, so I think that she, yeah, she she was in India for her weight loss surgery in 2018. And that's how she met him. Okay. So I think that Jen is someone who struggled with her weight a lot and was insecure and now she's kind of desperate to hang on to this thing that she has. Um, and I think Nicole maybe just wanted to be on TV. I don't know. She hates Egypt. She said she hates Egypt. She doesn't like the culture, the way that there's all kinds of people around all the time. She doesn't want to cover her hair. She doesn't want to do anything. So why are you even there? Other than the fact that TLC said they would pay you. I don't get it. I think she's like, I think she's into him. Like, I think that she loves him, but she, I don't know. You can love a dude from around the corner. Get on Tinder, bitch. Like. He must be really good in bed. Like He must be fucking schlonging. That's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) Like, because any dude that's like, even when they met at the airport and he, they couldn't even kiss because they could literally go to jail if they kiss each other. But like, I don't why think that's would you true when f- they're married. I think it's fucking true. 
Really? Even though they're yeah. married? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I would be, I, I, what do I know? I've never been there. I don't know. There. You're probably right. But I would be but terrified she's like, to go there. I mean, there. You've, you've lived there already and you don't know if you can kiss and pull. I don't even know if I can kiss you. I don't even know. Why don't you know? Why? You've lived there before. Ugh, she's she's so she's... insufferable. I cannot stand that girl. Yeah. What are you doing? Let's see who else. Oh, uh, Danielle and Johan. They I weren't on this. Them. They weren't on this week's episode. Okay, I I didn't watch them on Love in Paradise, but people said they're crazy. Debbie and Usama. Everyone's hating on her son, but I think like I think her son. How could they hate on her son? Because he's being mean to her. No, he's not being mean enough. He's being honest. And he's giving me vibes of someone who has been with been through this bullshit with his child mother his entire life. Like he just seems like Uh, someone who's been parenting uh. his mother since day one. And he's fucking sick of her shit. Honestly. Um, she is the real life Jennifer Coolidge and White Lotus. Yes. Like, just the way that she talks is very much Tanya. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, her son is not being mean enough. Yeah. Like that. She- I don't understand how people she's in her 60s, her late 60s. And this dude's 22 from a different country. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. I couldn't imagine what I would do if my mom, my mom's in her late 60s. If she said to me one day, oh, Justine, by the way, I'm moving to Morocco. I'm going to marry this 22 year old guy because because her her son is in his 30s, right? Yeah. And honestly, at the end of the day, she's a grown ass woman. She can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. And you're not going to change her mind. You pushing back is going to rebel. She's like a teenager. Because also as the as the kid. In the, in the son's position, you're thinking like, this guy's going to try to take all of her money, get try to mm-hmm. put in her will so that when she goes, I'm not going to have shit. Like, no, that's my mom yeah, and I'm going to protect her he money needs, and my money. Then he needs to tell her, put it in a trust for me or, you know, put whatever you plan on leaving me, move it over now into a bank account. Um, and you can say that I have to be 40 to access it or whatever, like whatever you can come together with, come together on and then let her go be on her fucking merry way. She's going to ruin herself. She's going to lose all her money. She's going to be devastated at the end of this, but there's nothing you can do about it. She is like a teenager. She wants to do it. You push back on her. She's going to run even further. And like, it, it is what it is. Oh, it's just so fucking sad and pathetic. I'm yeah. I'm excited to meet this guy and see what the fuck his deal is. Uh, this is such a good fucking season so far. Oh, so good. Who so are good. the other couples? Chris and Jamie. Chris and Jamie. Can you imagine someone sleeps at your house for the first time that you <laughs> like want to have sex with, and you wake up? to them the next morning and they're like by the way i'm allergic to mint so i can't really so i can't really brush my teeth but uh we can go get some like kids tooth i'd be like excuse you couldn't have told me that before you came here now jamie like chris didn't tell jamie shit uh i i watched this episode and i was like what a fucking manipulative lion ass bitch selfish 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 she didn't tell jamie anything other than i have a lot of neck pain 
She didn't tell her that she has to have a surgery, that she's going to be in a fucking halo for a year recovering, that she's addicted to opiates, that she's allergic to mint, that, I mean, like, that she... I think she had to have catfished her because I remember Jamie talking about how gorgeous she is. And I'm like, this witch, this witch right here. Well, who are we talking about right now? Because either love really is fucking blind or she's catfished the fuck out of you. Jamie is way, 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 way out of her league. Oh my God. And Chris, like, I, I will never forget her being like, I'm 40 and I look 20. And like, bitch, you do not fucking even look 40. You look 60. Like, you look like shit. I'm so fucking mean in this episode. (laughs) I mean, she didn't tell her anything. And now she, like, moves to the the country, has, has Jamie trapped in this new apartment that she can't afford on her own. And she moved out of her own place. And now she's, like, springing all this crazy shit on her. This bitch is insane. I'm excited for to watch her go knife shopping next week, though. <laughs> that was a, that was a hilarious preview. Yeah. Oh, she's like, I think she's a psychopath. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all think she's a psychopath. <laughs> Poor Jamie. And plus, like, you don't want someone to have a knife when they tell you that they have like night terrors and they're gonna kick you and like <laughs> beat you up in your in their sleep. Yeah, let's go get you a knife. Oh my god, it reminds me of the book Verity. It's like, can you please lock me in the room or else I will literally be in like walk around this house and be weird. Like it's fucked. It's a disaster. Um, and the only saving grace of this season is Gabriel and Isabel, who are precious and should be protected at all costs, and we love Mm. them. Yeah, I I honestly don't even have anything to say about them because... They're just so sweet. I like them. Like, what's the whole thing? He's worried that her family's not going to accept him for being trans. Like, Mm -hmm. He's worried about her dad. And it's like another Kenny and Armando type of situation. I don't Um, know them. Okay. You really got to get it together. You really got to catch up. Um, But no, Gabriel... If, if they weren't on this TV show, he wouldn't have to say something to them. Um, but he feels like he needs to be honest and tell them everything before he asks their permission to marry Isabel so that everything is honest and out in the clear and he can make sure that he's actually being accepted for who he was. Um, he's wonderful. And Isabel is wonderful and her kids are wonderful. And I'm just like, so we always have to have at least one couple that we can root for. And this is them. Mm-hmm. They're great. I love it. Amen. Have you watched any other The Other Way seasons? <clears throat> no, this is the first I love time. The Other Way. It's The Other Way is probably my favorite. It is so fun to watch the Americans try to adapt and, and fit into other cultures and stuff. So it's good. Yeah. Oh I'm my glad God. you're on the journey. I like it so far. I'm it's into good. it. I just, once again, I wish that the episodes were first thing in the morning on Sundays and yes. I wish it wasn't two hours long, but it's okay. Yeah. I can, I can do it. All right. We'll just like push through. We'll make yeah. it. I mean, knowing that we get to see Osama and Debbie together soon has me very fucking psyched. Very. It's listen, I'm show. all for age, age gap couples, but <laughs> 
that that this one's just a little too extreme. You're an age gap couple. A no. few years. <laughs> no. Not 40 something. <laughs> all right, girl. That's all I got. You got anything? Nope. All right. Follow us on Instagram at resting bitch pod and at shore store pod. Is it shore store pod? Mm-hmm. I always forget if it's the shore store pod. So shore store pod, resting bitch pod. Um, make sure you sign up for Patreon for two bucks a month. You guys are going to get this episode on Wednesdays instead of Fridays and completely ad free. So get on there. And then we're going to have uh, bonus content very soon. We keep talking about it. We're getting psyched about it. Just got to get through a couple weeks of stuff. And then we're going to be getting, getting in there pretty quickly. So, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Bye, bitches. Bye.